Hello, this is Puno, founder of I Love Creatives, and this is Girl Boss Radio. Elsa Majimbo. Mm-hmm. If you were on Instagram in 2020, you might have come across one of her videos. After lockdown, we are going to go out. After lockdown, we are gonna have so much fun. Who is this wee 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 you keep on talking about? <laughs> Elsa blew up during the pandemic. She says all the things that you're thinking in your head, but you're never gonna say it. And then she says it. I'm around the corner, I'll be there in five minutes, I'm on my way. Lies! <laughs> all lies! Oh, you know. That's why I think everybody loves her. But who was Elsa before the pandemic? So before, she was posting photos, they were cute, and then there's this one point where she just started doing these raw, off-the-cuff, short videos of her riffing. And I was getting unfollowed. People are like, oh my goodness, we're tired. But I was like, I do not care. I am funny. I find myself funny, so this is what I'm gonna do. Right before the pandemic, she had like 7,000 followers. Then the pandemic hit and she took off. Today, Elsa has 2.3 million followers and she's 19. Oof. Ooh, oof. That is a lot of growth. Timing is everything in comedy. Timing is everything in virality. And right before the pandemic, she was turning out new videos daily, sometimes two videos a day. But if she didn't consistently start experimenting before the pandemic, who knows? Consistency was a really big theme in this episode because Elsa knew that's exactly what she had to do. Nobody likes consistently posting, but every post allowed her to really lean into her, I don't give a fuck anymore, I'm just gonna be me, and I'm gonna be me twice a day in these videos, boom, boom, post, post. In life, not just Instagram, we're all trying to figure out how much more can you be yourself <laughs> at the same time of figuring out who you are. Ooh. But how much further can you push it? There's always more. There's always more of yourself that you're not letting other people see. And then when you do it, when you're like Elsa and you really just let it go, it hits. Because look, the people we love to love are the people who surprise us and delight us with their personality. Putting yourself out there, being more confident, that can help you meet new people. And Elsa also knows how to network on Instagram, how to talk to strangers. And first of all, this is just not something a lot of people are naturally comfortable with. I teach an Instagram course and I'm always talking about how to talk to strangers because I remember in the beginning, I had a ton of hesitations and all these rules about what I can and cannot do. For example, oh, if I look at their posts too much, then I'm considered a stalker, <laughs> but they posted it and they're putting it out there. It's those kinds of things that just make networking and talking to strangers a little harder than it needs to be. And in this episode, Elsa candidly lays it out. Those conversations with strangers helped Elsa get interviewed by Naomi Campbell, Anderson Cooper. She became an ambassador for Fenty. I mean, like the, the Fenty. Yes, that's right. Rihanna's Fenty. Uh-huh. 
You know, it's not just Elsa's consistency and her networking that got her to where she is, though that is definitely a humongous part of it, but it's also her overall mindset. She's just confident. She knows what she wants and she's not shy about it. This season, our goal was to redefine success. We're not here to prescribe what the definition of success is. And in previous episodes, we've talked about how your definition of success changes at different phases of your life. When you're younger, when you get kids, when you get burnt out, when you're starting a new business or you get hired at a new company and you are pumped. The point is that we want to show you all the variations of success so that no matter who you are, no matter what your ambitions are, whether it's for financial stability, financial growth, no finances, minimalism, that's your decision. You're not in my shoes. I'm in my shoes. Anyways, I think you get the point. So that's enough on my end. Let's get into this episode. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. What a year. How is your 2021 going? Oh my goodness. 2020, I was blowing up. I was everywhere. 2021, I am now getting the fruits of blowing up. I'm getting on covers. I'm getting awards. I'm I'm now getting into (laughs) film. So it's um, it's amazing. I scrolled back hard on your Instagram. Actually, you know, you don't have to scroll back because it just recently happened, but you've been prolific with your posts. But I went back to like February 2020 mm-hmm. and I was like, who is 2019 Elsa? Like, who is that? How would you describe 2019 Elsa? Broke. So that's definitely changed. <laughs> I feel like I was... <laughs> yes. I was looking for more things. I was looking for to change I didn't know how it would change because I was in university and that was my life. So I would just mind my own business, make my videos, and that's it. Well, I feel like you were a little bit of a fashion, like your posts back then were more about fashion and they weren't your personality. You didn't do as many videos back then. No, I did videos, but not as many. I would just take photos, post, and that was it. Right. And you used to do videos that were just in Swahili too. Mm-hmm. They're also very much in Swahili. So what was that change? Because, I mean, you can't just turn funny. Like, you obviously were always funny. But at what point were you like, yo, I need to turn this up? I am hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I am so funny. And you know, the thing is... <laughs> When I started doing the videos, it was awesome. I would just post them and people would laugh. And then I'd wait some time, post another. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just waiting and thinking I have to do it once a week or twice a week. And I started posting it more and more. That was like in October of 2019. So I would post a video like every single day or two videos in a day. I would post so much and I was getting unfollowed. People are like, oh my goodness, we're tired. Well, I was like, I do not care. I am funny. I find myself funny. So this is what I'm going to do. And I just kept posting more and more and more. And then in 2020, boom, blew up. Six months later, after deciding I just want to do videos clean, 
flew out. Damn. What was the one video? Oh, it was just the beginning of lockdown. And I was literally like, ever since Corona started, we've all been in isolation and I like miss no one. <laughs> Why am I missing you? <laughs> there is no reason for me to miss you. Hakuna. And people keep on telling me you haven't. At the time, it was so funny because lockdown had just begun. Now it's not as funny because we're already past that stage. But at the time, because, you know, humor progresses. And at that time, it was so, so, so funny because we had just started lockdown and everyone was dying from it. Oh, my goodness. Everyone loved it. And it was just like, this is my opportunity. Did you just straight up change your entire vision for your life at that point? Were you like, okay... I'm going to sit down, scratch this vision board. I'm making a new vision board. I never had a vision board. I never had a vision board. I never had dreams. Because, you know, the dreams that seemed realistic at the time seemed so bogus to me. And I was like, no way I'm going to make this my dreams. Hell no. So I never had the dreams because it was just like with what I was limited to, it seems so little, and I was I was not having that, so I didn't have any dreams. So I made the first vision board I ever made after that, and I knew this is where I wanted to go. This is the money I want to make. This is what I want to do in Naya, and surprisingly, I achieved all of it. I didn't think I was going to achieve it, but I just wrote them down for the sake of it, and then I achieved all of it, and now everything that I'd written is coming true. Wow. Wait, can you list all of the things that you wanted? I want a million followers by the end of the year. At the end of the year, I had 1.6 million followers. And then I said I wanted to move to South Africa. That was my first step. And then now I'm moving to Hollywood because I have to go work there. So now I'm moving to Hollywood, which is even bigger than South ah, Africa. I know! I know! And I wanted to make like a lot of money. <laughs> And now I'm doing that and just all these things, everything that seems so unrealistic is happening. Even money, oh my, money was my number one goal and it's happening and ugh, makes me so happy. Okay, I'm in Los Angeles. So if you ever wanna like go eat Korean barbecue, holler at your girl. <laughs> yeah. I need Korean barbecue. Um, it's so good. It's so good here. Like LA is basically the second soul of the world. So I think what's interesting is it seems like you already knew how to say no and you already had very specific big dreams. I think one thing that a lot of people don't think about is like the business of a content creator, of someone who has to sometimes work with brands. Was any of that really confusing for you? Oh, dude, I knew from the get-go that I only have one count of this. So I did it well. So the first thing I would do when my account was just blowing up, I would go through my comments and my followers. So I would go to the verified accounts yeah. and I'd do my research on them and see, oh, they've, they've worked with Rihanna. And I would text them and be like, oh my goodness, I am such a big fan. I and I would do that with so many people, even people I didn't know. I would do that every single day because I knew where I was going. And I knew the, the way to fasten up my process is to tell people what they want to hear. So what I did is I told people what they want to hear. I did that with interviews. 
I think that with everything, I told people what they want to hear, and I would see so and so loves football, for example, and I was be like, oh, dude, did you watch the game last week? It was so crazy. Like that was really mad, and that's the way I was able to move so fast because I knew where I was going. So for me, it was like a game plan and I was very smart at it. The managers who came up to me, I was like, no. And it wasn't because they were bad managers. It's just because where I was going, they couldn't handle that. So I waited till I got a manager who could handle where I was going. Mm -hmm. So I knew what I wanted from the get-go and I knew I had one chance and there was no way in hell I was going to miss it. Yeah, wait, so let me get this straight. You ended up sliding into the DMs of very specific people that you wanted to get aligned with by doing your research and seeing how you guys can have something in common. And you're just like, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that helped you kind of figure out like what brand partnerships you wanted to do. Let's say, for example, I knew Kim Jones prior and he's one of the people I approached and I spoke to him and I told him, oh my goodness, I love your work and I love everything about you. And just forming that connection with people can take you farther. And now I have a relationship with this great man in fashion and I can move forward in fashion because I know if I want to do something, I have Kim. If I want to do something, I have Virgil. So I formed friendships and really loving just relationships with people I knew that could take me somewhere. And I'm not playing them, but it's about playing the game. Because even they wouldn't talk to me if I wasn't Elsa Majimbo. So I I know as much as I'm benefiting from them, they're benefiting from me. So it's a two-sided relationship. So I know even though I'm playing the game, I know also they're playing the game. It's both ways. It's it's a two-way thing. I 100% agree with you. I think that for me, I mean, like a couple years ago, I quit my job and I was here in Los Angeles and I had no friends and I just had to make friends. And I went on to Instagram, same thing. And I would just DM people, strangers. And I was like, no, I don't want to just come off as like, hey, and then it's crickets. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I need something to talk about. So of course I'm gonna like yeah. look into what you do. It's public, you're on Instagram. We call it stalking, but like it's good stalking. It's like <laughs> productive stalking. <laughs> so your manager, you were talking about having a manager. How did you find the right manager? I needed someone who was very creative. So if I thought of something, I didn't need someone who would tell me, you can't do that. I needed someone who would tell me, are you thinking like that? You need more. So I finally got that. And for me, it wasn't about someone texting me and say, hey, I'd like to be a manager. That's not how I found my manager. How I found him, it was, I told him about things I was working on and he was like, don't do that. You're way above that. And he'd tell me, do this, do that, do that. And it was a friendship and then it formed and then he became my manager. So how did you guys first meet? Oh, on DM, actually, he texted me. He was like, hey, I think you're so funny. I was like, okay. And then I replied to him and our relationship just kind of developed. Ah, and that's how it happens. Yeah. Do you have a team now or did that take a while for you to get? I have a team. I feel like my team, it's built in stages because I got my manager, then I got my lawyers, then I got my editor. So it took some time to build up. But now I'm very happy with the team I have. It's a close-knit team. 
And I'm very glad that I took it very slow and I didn't trash it and I didn't think, oh, I need, I need to have it quick. I'm very glad I took it slowly. And no, the posting, I still do my posting. I still do everything on my Instagram. I still reply to my fans. I still text them. That keeps me very happy and I like doing that. So I still do that. That's what I love doing in the first place and I won't stop doing that. And is that because you know that is key to you getting to where you are right now? Yeah, because I know just even interacting in the comments with my fans and speaking to them that's what got me to where i am right now and it's not something i want to stop just because you know maybe i've gone a few steps higher it's something i wanted because it's something that made me very 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 happy i don't want to let go of that just because i've moved into a new space it's something that i always want to keep with me This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. When I started my business, I did not know anything about accounting or finance. Mm -mm. And I'm not alone. Today we have Demona, the host of Make a Living podcast, official dating coach, advice columnist on LA Times. She's also on the Drew Barrymore show as a love expert. She's a slashy, she does it all. When you were starting out, did you look at like a PL and your expenses or any of that stuff in the beginning? Or when did you start doing that? Nah, girl. Um, I did not. I had no systems. I had no tracking. I had no accountability. And I was just like, I want this goal to happen. But I wasn't really able to plan for the future or to build upon the success that I had had until I got more granular about those metrics. Yeah. Same. Like, oh, technology is amazing. Having tools that make it easy for me to track where I am and whether I'm going to make my quarterly goal or not. And that can help me invoice more quickly because, I mean, I literally would spend like hours, hours of my time with invoicing, trying to make invoices on Word docs and track that. And I swear to you, with FreshBooks, I can do it in 90 seconds or less. Yeah. And yes, it just every time that I sit down and bill and I'm like, wait, why didn't I do this earlier? It's so darn easy. <laughs> when would you tell someone that they should use something like FreshBooks? Yesterday. You should use it yesterday. <laughs> if you can go back in time and yeah, get in a time machine. The, and you know, the other thing that's really been helpful for me with clients is having the integrations with your bank account so that they can also pay the invoice right there for anything that's an ongoing project where I'm billing on say a monthly basis you can set it up so that it automatically invoices your client at mm -hmm. those set intervals and then yeah. it will also send reminders if the invoice hasn't been paid if you set that up accordingly I mean that just like gets you out of a really awkward conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it's not me. It's the fresh books. <laughs> Is there anything you would say to that creative girl that's like, 
I'm not a money person. I'll never be a money person. <laughs> I'm not a money person either, but I want to make money and need to make money for my family. So you don't have to be a money person. And that's right. why tools like FreshBooks exist. They're for the people who are not money people because you still have to be able to invoice, to track your time, to bill, to collect money. You still have to be able to run your business as a business. And it doesn't matter if you are a finance girl, <laughs> you can still do it with the right tools at your disposal. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash girlboss and enter girlboss in the how did you hear about us section. And then you can get time back to build the business you love. I heard and read in multiple interviews that you really care about consistency. Can you talk about what that means for you? Um, I think for me, consistency and success, consistency in financial stability, consistency in posting my videos. I don't like being stagnant. It's what keeps you going. Because if you go down, you're struggling to push up. If you're up, you're struggling to go higher. So I just, I love consistency and I just love how it's a game. And that makes me very happy. You said you like the downs as well, because you have to have those. And mm -hmm. it seems like you really appreciate those moments. I do. I do. It reminds me that not everything is gold. Yeah. And it reminds me that I need to walk hard to go where I'm going. I didn't take anything for granted. It reminds me that I need to be grateful. And I can always fall. And I need to show gratitude as well. And I just accept and love my community because they're the ones who lifted me up to where I am. So I love going down, but going down to go back up, not going down and staying down. I don't stay down. When you were talking about consistency for posting, what did that mean for you in the beginning? And then what does that mean for you right now? Uh, for me in the beginning, it meant just posting my videos every one or two days. Now everything is so busy and everything has changed. So for me now, either I post videos every three, four, five days, and then keeping up with my campaigns. If I do a campaign, I post it on time. If I do a magazine shoot, I post it on time. If there's something I need to post, I do it on time and I do it well and properly. It's very disrespectful not to, if you told someone you'll do something, do it. So for me, consistency is just, I promised, a brand, I would do this. I signed a contract saying, and I do it. For me, that's consistency. And also posting up my videos again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone talks about Instagram marketing or social media marketing or anything like that, the consistency thing is what gets people so hung up. What advice would you give to them? Like, how did you just get through it? Because two posts, Two videos a day, that's a lot, <laughs> you know? It is. I know sometimes you don't want to do it, either you have a lot on your plate. Some days you're just feeling lazy. I used to feel lazy so much. Like one of my most viral videos came on the day I was feeling the laziest and I just I pushed myself and went absolutely viral, absolutely viral. So just, you know, push yourself. In the end, it's worth it. Think about the money. Think about the money. <laughs> but that's true, though. Like, where do you think that work ethic 
that consistency came from? Does, was your father like that? Was your mom? You had a teacher? I feel like it's my dad. My dad would work so much. I think he'd leave the house like at six, seven, and he would come back at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., just walking. And the thing is, my dad never missed any part of our lives. He never missed a birthday. He never, he was always there for us. So even though he worked so hard, he was always there for everything that happened. He never neglected us in every way. We always went to him when we had problems. And I think I just saw someone who was able to balance, you know, social life, work life, and do it so well and provide so well for his family. And for me, it's just like, if he can do it, I can do it. I love him so much for everything he did for us. I love him so, so much. Every single thing I do is just to make him proud. And for me, that's the greatest motivation. Oh, I love that. What does he think of all of this? Oh, at first he hated it. He hated it so much. We even had a intervention for me to stop doing the videos. Initially, my dad really hated the videos and he didn't want me to do it. I remember I was like, you know what? I love you, but no. So I just continued doing them. And when my first video blew up, I told him. And I was like, oh my goodness, dad, my video blew up. And he was like, what? I was like, that's great, that's amazing. And then when I started making money, boy, was he happy. He was like, ah, my child, my daughter, I'm so proud. You know, because he was also raised in a different generation, so he doesn't see how this is of any value to me. But now he does, and he's very supportive. Two days ago, he sent me a message saying, I'm very proud of you. He told me he's very proud of me. Today, my mom sent me a message saying she's proud of me. So we went from a place where they didn't understand what I was doing to a place where they go around telling everyone Elsa Majimbo is my daughter. Hey, Carly. Puno. Oh. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, spoiler alert, I took your Squarespace course, and I got to tell you, I was really hesitant starting, and I kept waiting to start. But once I had that free trial that you offered, yes, I got so addicted. I just kept messing around. And then before I knew it, my site was actually done. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. You really just need to get a trial and just mess around. Get in there. Get in there. Yeah. Press all the buttons. Press all the buttons. And if you mess up, and I'm putting that in air quotes, you see me. Yeah, I see you. The quotes are in the air. You know, wah, wah. Yeah. You could just start another trial. Yeah, that's what I love about it. If I change my mind about my aesthetic, which I do, mm -hmm. we all do. I mean, it's so last season. I mean, it's always last season. Yeah. But I could mess with it until it was right, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? If you go to squarespace.com backslash girl boss, oh. you can get a free trial. Damn. Yeah. And then whenever you're ready to launch, you can use the offer code girl boss mm -hmm. for 10% off your first order. Oh. So I can finally launch this thing. For 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Finally, yes. Yeah. Okay. I know. All right. That 10% is like, you it's know. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a discount. It is a discount. It's actually very helpful. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Looking at your posts, you analyze them. Like Jerry Seinfeld will with his jokes. 
how did you analyze your comedy and your writing? I don't. Maybe after it's posted, I just want to make sure it's a correct video I've posted and I've not posted just one of the random videos I took. <laughs> but I don't. I literally, I take my phone, I record a video, I make it happen, I edit it and I post it up. For me, it's a short and amazing process. It just comes naturally and that's the best part. Mm, what do you edit your videos on? Um, I use iMovies because it's free and it came with the phone. So I just use iMovies. Hell yes! <laughs> How do you see your comedy evolving? What's the dream for you in terms of taking it the second biggest level that your manager was telling you that you need to think about? That's the thing. I'm not really sure about my dreams right now because I feel like all my dreams are coming to light, even with the projects I have lined up. So you can't have a dream when you can reach your dream. That's not a dream. That's just it's reality. So for me, my dreams have become reality. So now I'm looking for something because I know I want more. But I know there's more to reach out for. So I'm just trying to figure out what that more is. Oh my gosh, I feel you because I'm very much a next step person. So I don't always dream like super big. And last year I would go to a tarot card reader. I was just trying to figure out to ideate on like, and think what is the next step? And I read that you play chess and you're very good at chess. I, I play Settlers of Catan, which is like this board game. And so like, how does chess and strategy come into play when you think about your future opportunities? I think like it's just, it's like chess. The way you move your pieces now will affect if you win or lose. That's why I'm moving my pieces very carefully and I'm analyzing every step of the way. And I just take life as chess. I take it as I can make a mistake here or there, but only mistakes I can redeem. I can't make big mistakes that would mess me up in the whole game. So I make sure that at the end of the game, I'll win. So I want to win in chess, I want to win in life, and they're the same thing. And right now I'm just moving my pieces, making sure that my opponent is at a loss. <laughs> Who's your opponent? The whole world is my opponent. Yeah, I feel like- It is, right? It is. Everyone is your opponent and you just have to make sure either you beat them at the game or you make them give up and throw down their king. And that's what I'll make sure I do with every single opponent. So what's the role of your managers and your core team in terms of your long game? Like, do you guys talk every day? How do you work with your team? I do speak to my manager about every day. I'm a very impulsive person, so I feel like he just tells me, you know, you need to cool down on this. And he just, he helps me calm down. My assistant is my best friend, so we're able to connect really well. And my editors, I only speak to them like once in a while. My lawyers, I never speak to them. Literally only when I need them to go through contracts. It's a different relationship with different parts and different <laughs> branches. So I just think I'm very glad I have them because I think my team is an able team 
and they do everything properly and they do everything on time. I fight with them a lot because sometimes maybe they won't do things on their end, but I'm also a very demanding person. So sometimes I want things done right. (laughs) It's like a sibling relationship. You fight, but you love. I find it so interesting when you are the talent, right? Versus kind of building a business or building a brand that's separate from your identity because it's more precious. It's you. So like, how do you approach that with people? Are you always looking for like collaborators or are you like, no, I need help. Like this is what your role is, is to help me. Um, I don't look for people. People look for me. You know, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. So I just, <laughs> that's my motto with everything. And I think it helps me keep calm and not just conform to people just because I should. So I just think I don't need anyone. They all need me. And that's why they come to me. They come to me because they see something. What is something that you are really excited about coming up that you're working on? Oh, that's something I'm excited about so many things, but I can't speak about them because they all need to be surprises. Ah, but I'm very excited about so many things and I'm so excited. Any skills that you have really been trying to hone in on more and like get better? Skateboarding. I have skate <laughs> lessons. No, my friend is actually teaching me how to skate. I really want to learn and I'm learning... And now, nothing like skates and cruise, but I want to know how to do flips and go on a half pipe. And then after I do that, uh, I'll be good. <laughs> you are ready for California. Get your skateboard out. Let's go to LA. <laughs> hey, Carly. Hey, Puno. Have you ever used Planoly? I have not used Planoly before. But I feel like you're going to tell me about it. And I'm very eager. I'm about to tell you about it. I know it's going to be so good. Social media strategy is so important for any business, big or small. And without careful planning, how are you going to know if your approach is even working? Enter Planoly. It's the design forward platform of your social media marketing dreams. Here's the reason why. I love Planoly. I'm a very visual person. And with Planoly, you can actually visually plan out your feed. Oh, nice. Yeah. This way, you just drag it and drop it as if you're moving the squares around on your own feed. Oh, that's so helpful. But it's not just Instagram. They also support Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Dang, all the socials. All the socials. I know there's a code coming. Lay it on me. Mm-hmm. You're going to visit planoly.com backslash girlboss. That's dot com backslash girlboss and use the code girlboss for your first month free. That's planoly.com slash girlboss with code girlboss and a whole month free. Mm-hmm. You've been interviewed by like Naomi Campbell. You're an ambassador for like Mac Cosmetics and Fenty featured on Comedy Central. I can go on. And you've also done your own stuff. What is something that you've done that you're like, this was me, this hit it on every level? Working with Valentino. And it wasn't just like the collaboration. I feel like 
they are the ones they're the ones who really pushed me out and made me realize that I want to move out of my country and they just they made me realize a lot of things. It's like a brand that I see myself literally. So it wasn't just about working with them. It was like the connection. And for me, that's the place I have most seen myself. That's been my best thing. Can you talk about that collaboration that you did with them? Oh, yeah. We did a book together. I completely loved it. Nothing about the collaboration was perfect. And I loved that. I'm a very messy person. I like messes and it was it was everything sometimes I would be very upset but I was never disappointed ever so it was just it was a very nice and messy and beautiful collaboration and we did the book together and it was very fun and funny did you pitch the idea or did they pitch the idea to you um so my manager pitched the idea to them I think that people don't realize as a content creator, as a creative, you know, you've got all of the ideas, but a lot of times you do need to go in and you need to pitch those ideas in order for them to happen. When you talk to your manager, are you guys constantly just brainstorming like, this is what I want to do and this is who I want to do it. And then you guys go out and, and outreach to them. Most of the time, the brands approach us. And there's no nice way of saying this, so I'm going to say okay. it. They've always approached us with something very mediocre. And that's just not who I am. And we always come up with this bright and brilliant ideas. And it always ends up being something amazing. If I post something once and I never speak about it again, just know I was paid, I took my money and I went home. So something like, well, it, I speak about it till today. <laughs> <laughs> So I love it. And it's always the brands that approach us. And sometimes maybe they won't know what they want or maybe the idea won't be aligned to me. So we'll come up with something different and we do it together and it's so amazing and we make magic. Mm, yeah. So one of my favorite things that you're doing right now is, well, one, I love that ASMR song, but I also love that you're starting to do, you're going to do stand-up, right? Like, we're going to see like a show with Elsa, right? Um. <gasps> <gasps> Yay! I took a stand-up class here in Los Angeles like two years ago, and it was the hardest thing because, you know, you have to like figure out how do I connect with the audience quickly, but then it's got to be funny, obviously. It's going to be so hard, but it's going to be a good process. I can't wait. I hope that you put a lot of video in it. So one thing that we do here at Girlboss Radio is we're trying to redefine success. Mm -hmm. And so much has changed with you, even like two months ago, three months ago, things have changed for you. What is your definition of success right now? And how has it changed? I think my definition of success has always been the same. Happiness, money, and stable mental health. Me, that's it. How do you make sure that your mental health is solid? When I feel like something is stressing me, I just leave. I just kind of leave. I don't entertain it. I don't tolerate it. I don't try to explain it. So if it's negative, it's negative. I go away. And where did you learn that from? From your dad? 
No, for myself. <laughs> for my just for myself. I don't know. It's just that I've seen so oh, many yeah. people tolerating the bad things yeah. in their life and it always ends up affecting them. And I just knew there's no way now I'm going to let that be me. So I just decided if something doesn't make sense, I take my suitcase, pack my nice little clothes and look for another destination. I love that. Before we end, I guess like you've really just blossomed and are really like owning your stuff right now. Is there anything you would have told Elsa in 2019 that you needed to hear? You're on track. You're doing it right. Keep on doing what you're doing. That's the 2019 Elsa, the Elsa that's always been that what's gotten me here. So I wouldn't change anything about her. She's kickers, badass. So I, I wouldn't change anything. I think that is exactly what people need to hear because what I love about you is that you're incredibly confident. You know your value, you know your worth, and you are doubling down on your vision for yourself, which is very special and is a skill that I hope other people can learn. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, girl. And I think it's amazing to just seeing how you're thriving and representation of Kenya too. We just need way more different funny people rising up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this interview. It was so good chatting with you. Thank you for having me. You can find Elsa's videos on her Instagram at majimbo.o. She really got that domain. That's great. M-A-J-I-M-B-O dot O. Majimbo. Oh. The number one way that you can support Girlboss Radio is by hitting that good old subscribe button. And if you are feeling moved to do so, please write us a review. We love it and it helps. Girlboss Radio is a production of I Love Creative Studio, original music composed by Nija. This episode was produced by Imani Leonard, Christopher Olin, Courtney Kosak. Engineering was done by Stephanie Aguilar. Our editorial director is Clem Montz. And special thanks to Taylor, Nora Agency, and Kaylee. Until next Tuesday. See ya. Bye. Bye.